Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Raise your hand if you ever asked or prayed for anything from God. You heard the instructions, even if it was minute or just, you know, wasn't really just this kingdom scroll, which is something simplistic. And you took God's instruction with your instruction and you tried to make it um, a puzzle piece that came together. Right. Raise your hand. Yeah. So was reading about Abraham and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't understand why we do that. And there was so many lessons in reading about this that I just had to call you and share. So I went all the way back to Genesis 12. I'm going to start from verse 1 real quick. So it says, The Lord has said to Abram, because his name wasn't changed as of yet, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Verse 2, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Okay. I think that's pretty simplistic. God said, hey, I want you to get up. Um, I want you to get at your dad's house. Okay, great. I want you to leave all your father's side of the family alone. And I want you to go ahead and um, follow me real quick. Cool. We got that so far, right? Right. Verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. <laughs> Are you serious? Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Verse 5. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth. Now pause. Sir, it didn't get any simpler than that. God literally told you, leave your father's side of the family, leave your father's house. And you said, oh, okay, and took your wife and your brother's son, your nephew, Lot. Why? Why do we do that? Why do we see our way and try to force our will on God's promise? Like, I, I don't understand why we do that. Let's continue because I'm already getting sweaty and upset. So let's just go. So Genesis 13 goes ahead and lets us know that the very next chapter over, that Abram was very rich in livestock, silver and gold, right? And that, oh, and look at this. There's starting to be a little quarrel between the two. Let's check this out real quick. Verse 5. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. Hmm. Verse 6. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. Verse 7. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. Now let's pause there real quick. Clearly, sir, he told you to leave your father's side of the family alone because he was trying to avoid this very thing from happening. The key indicator to really have a great barometer to confirm if you are following God is the level of peace during the journey. There should be no arguing, no quarreling, nothing that is negative from the inside out occurring. Because we already know there's going to be some out, outside external elements that you're going to have to fight off, right? We're not oblivious to that. But the point of him telling you to leave Lot 
all your family, your father, paternal side, was because the journey that God had Abram on wasn't intended to support both he and Lot. How many times do we try to go ahead and bring things with us on the journey that God was like, they were never supposed to come with you? How many times does he have to confirm with you that is not your real friend? How many times does he have to confirm with us, hey, listen, I know you don't want your old neighborhood, you know, to think that you change. You don't want your old, you know, family and friends to think, oh, you know, you got that new job or that degree now. or You you know, you live over in that neck of the woods now, so you acting different. I know you very much want to feel humbled, you know, humbled, if you will. But at this point, God is saying you have to get to a point that you don't care what it looks like to everybody else, that at this point, you understand that your performance in life you are auditioning and performing for an audience of one and that is God you have to get to a point that you truly understand listen I know that if I listen to my heart I'm gonna go ahead and trip up and bring a lot along with me you go ahead and bring that boyfriend lot you go ahead and bring that girlfriend lot (laughs) whatever your lot is whether it's you know your family member, your old lot mindset, whatever it is, you go ahead and try to bring that lot on the journey that God is trying to get you on and see how much peace you get. It got to a point that in this chapter, God was just like, hey, you you two need to separate. Because again, this, this journey, this path, I didn't factor him in. I already told you from the onset, listen, they got to stay over there while I bring you this way. So, Abram went ahead and told Lot, hey, you you choose what direction you want to go in. And whatever direction you go in, I'm going to go the complete opposite. Oh, so now you're getting to the point that you realize, oh, it was a reason for it. You ever had that happen in life? Well, you wanted that, that person so bad, they was attractive in whatever way that you found attractive. And then you force your, you, your way, even though you had red flags galore, hey, may not be for you, hey, may not be the time, or whatever you want to say, right time, wrong person, whatever, still the wrong situation, it, I don't care how you cut it. You ever tried to force your will, and then you got in it and was like, oh, that's why um, those red flags were there. That's why I kept feeling this funny feeling. That's why no matter how many times um, you called me, I didn't get the message on my phone, miraculously died. That's why every time we planned a first date, there was an issue. It was just, it was just not this, you know, it just wasn't flowing right. Oh, you think? Maybe God was trying to let you know, mm the journey you're going on, he, she can't go with you, and you're not getting it. And unfortunately, we only get the message when discomfort arrives, when that little slap in the face arrives, when, oh, you was in a relationship already. Oh, didn't know that. God did, and that's why he said, don't give such and such a number. Mm-mm, that ain't no good for you. I'm telling you right now, um, that's not going to be beneficial for the road that I'm going to have you on so let's go back to Abram let's see if he finally gets it so went ahead and went to Genesis 15 I said okay I'm gonna read from verse 1 because I want to see if this is the new person if if he's getting it after getting into it with his nephew right so verse 1 so time later sometime later the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him do not be afraid Abram for I will protect you and your reward will be great. Verse 2. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, 
What good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Ooh. Sounds like he's getting a little bit, what, impatient, right? Mm-hmm. As we all do. But let's continue. Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. Verse 3. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Verse 4. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Verse 5. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Verse 6. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Okay, now we're getting back on track. Now Abram is back on. He got his good helmet on. He got his good, good walking shoes. And he's like, okay. All right, so I'm going to have my son. So I don't have to give any of my wealth to people that's not from my bloodline. Cool. You told me to go outside, count stars. I got to 10 and got excited. Like, forget it. This is exciting, right? So now we're on. Okay, let's see what he's going to do. Next chapter over Genesis 16 guess what guess who had a bright idea (laughs) guess who then decided to take the reins or in our case you know the modern time guess who tried to get in the driver's seat of God's plan his wife Sarai unbelievable so let's go ahead and get into it so chapter one now Sarai Abram's wife had not been able to bear children for him but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar Verse 2, so Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. Of course you did, nasty Abram. Of course you did. (laughs) You know, you don't want to be disobedient now. Hmm? Unbelievable. Verse 3, so Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. Verse 4, so Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. 5, then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Ah, the nerve. Sarah, excuse me. If we scroll up, ma'am, didn't you have the brilliant idea on how to have a caveat on God's uh, will, on God's uh, what he said he was going to do? Just a few moments ago, Abram, didn't you just say you believed and your faith made you right with God? Now next chapter, the very next chapter over, now Sarai has a big idea. And now that there's no peace, again, following that barometer, there's no peace within your plan. Now it's like, oh, it's all your fault, right? And it's amazing to me that, wait a minute. Abram, you just believed. Why didn't you tell Sarai, no, God promised it. So I'm going to go ahead and see how God carries it out. But we already knew that Abram had a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of disobedience with him with a little bit of faith from before when we had the issue with Lot. 
So let's go over to chapter 17 to see if Abram finally gets it. If he finally gets it. And you, you know what, what got to me, to be completely honest, is it was it's a shame that if he waited just a moment, just one Sarai, you know, one of her brilliant ideas, if he just would have waited, he would have seen all that God had. Because the very next chapter in verse 17, chapter Genesis 17, verse 15, it says, Then God said to Abram, Regarding Sarai, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. From now on, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly. And she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. Then Abram bowed down to the ground. But he laughed to himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? So Abram, Abraham said to God, May Ishmael live under your special blessing. 19. But God replied, No. Sarah, your wife, will give birth to a son for you. You will name him Isaac, and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. Now here's the thing. Why is it so difficult for us to understand that God's going to do something amazing through us? Why is it that we don't understand that even if it does not appear to have all the things lined up, God is calling you rich and your bank account looks like, uh, you sure? <laughs> yeah, because um, I don't see it. You know, God is calling you beautiful and you, you don't see beauty when you look in the mirror. God is calling you to all these different things. He's calling you brilliant when you're having a hard time in school. You have, you may have a diagnosis. You may be dyslexic. Whatever they put on you. But God is like, mm-mm, that's an intelligent mind that the world is trying to put you in a box because you don't test like other people. And so now, what do you believe? What God told you, what God spoke on you, or what the world said, oh, this is your diagnosis. This is where you fall in. And that he can tell Abram and, and Sarah, hey, listen, you're going to have a son. And they can both look at themselves and say, hey, your reproduction is just not, um, that ship has sailed some time ago. And we're sorry if we disappointed you, but we tried to make your plan come to pass. And we ran into a little bit of difficulty there. And God is just sitting back like, why don't you trust me? I mean, I put all these things in the Bible to make you understand, listen, you walk by faith, not by sight. Because God purposely, I'm starting to see, he purposely calls things alive that looks dead. He purposely calls things fruitful where it looks destitute. He purposely calls things amazing where it looks lackluster. He, he literally is the opposite because he's trying to get us to walk opposite he's trying to get us to walk by our faith where we can say listen it says in the bible that if you tell this mountain to move that it has to go and we're looking like mm, mountains are huge and it's kind of big and how can we tell I mean we can tell a, a dog to go and it will go but I don't know about a mountain he is trying to get us in a whole different realm that if we just tapped into it a little bit mustard seed size worth that it will be like oh 
oh, that's what you were trying to get out of me. This is why people are staying at jobs too long. He told you a long time ago to leave that job. But you're like, what about my bills? And and what about this situation? And, you know, what about my health insurance? And, you, you know, you got all these whatabouts. And God is like, again, can you live from the inside out? I'm trying to move, maneuver you over from not just living by faith, that you actually, I'm sorry, you live by faith, that you're not just living by sight no more, that I wish you would close your eyes when you're following me. Yes, close your eyes when you're following me. You are here applying for jobs that you know deep down in your soul. You're like, ah, that's not going to be a good fit. But you, you, you're desperate, so you're looking for anything. God called you rich, so now you know what? Let me get the hustling on. Let me go ahead and have a full-time job and a part-time job and a seasonal job, and let me just work myself to the, to the gristle. And God is like, no, 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 no. Do you understand that I'm God enough that I can give you a billion-dollar idea and change your whole bloodline? Do you understand that I'm God enough that I don't care how long you've been single, but I will go ahead and put someone in your life that it will feel like, man, if I had to wait three lifetimes for you, I will go ahead and wait. You know what? And sidebar, that's one of the things that my husband and I say to each other. We're like, listen, if I knew you were coming, I just would have sat crisscross applesauce until the time came. All this time, I'm trying to find you in different variations of people who aren't you. Because we don't know, right? And that's why we have to really tune in to the instruction that God is saying to us. Because in the instruction is the safety. You wouldn't have to go through all those heartbreaks if you would have just listened to the, mm-mm. Nope, not him. I know she's pretty, but not her. Mm-mm. No, I, I know it. You know that that job offers more, but it's going to burn you out. Ah, that position may come with that pretty title, but it's going to exhaust you. You're going to have nothing else to give at this point. Your social life is going to be zero zings and got no higher. Like in the instruction is the piece that you're looking for. Please look at the situations in your life. Look at the barometer of if the piece is there or not. And be brave enough to do what Abram did to Lot and say, listen, I can't do this no more. Either we're both going to walk this journey that was not meant to support both of us. And it looks, has the overall appearance of growth. But deep down inside, um, something is going to give out. Something is going to give. Because again, you know, with Lot and Abram, just in that example, but we can't both be rich and have an abundance of cattle. At some point, one of our, our livestock is going to die because um, it's going to be the food that's there for mine is not going to be there for yours and vice versa. Please get to a point that you truly understand that when God is telling you something, it's because he knows that the road ahead, yet yeah, this is what it's going to require. So if he gives you and I always use this example. God gives you a jet and says, pack light. We pack private jets, small private jets, like they're the economy commercial size Delta, you know, just planes. And then we wonder, hmm, wonder why I'm not going at the speed that I thought I was going to go. I wonder why I feel sluggish. I wonder why I'm not excited like I, I once was when God told me, hey, you know, you're going to have this, this, and this. And I got excited in, in on the onset, on the beginning stages. But now I'm just like, mm, I don't know, why am I losing 
why am I losing that kind of, like, it's starting to get a little lackluster. Why don't you go back to what God told you to do? I guarantee somewhere in there you place your own tail on the dog, and that's why the dog looks weird because um, the wagging of the two tails, one of those got to go. One of those has to go. And you have to get to a point that you understand, God, you know what? Sometimes I get so excited when you tell me something. Sometimes you give me a a, a promise and you speak something over my life. And I get so excited that I do actually hand in the air. Um, I'm raising my hand because I'm guilty. Uh, I do try to go ahead and force it together. Like, God, you told me I was going to be a wife. So um, now the very next person that I see that has a little bit of potential, um, I'm going to go ahead and try to make him a husband. And God is like, hmm, no, no, no. I said you were going to be a wife. I never told you who your husband was yet, right? And if you just wait, that is such the key component. That's the secret sauce to the whole entire meal. It's just waiting. And I know that we look at waiting like, man, we're going to be old and cobwebs and gee. But no, no, no. Wait just means God is saying, let me clear up a few things in you on the journey ahead so that you don't run into anything that's turbulence. Let me go ahead and just clear the air real quick because maybe, just maybe, God didn't want to bless Abraham with Isaac, his son, his promised son, while he was still under the name Abram. Just maybe God identified as Abram, he was a little bit disobedient, right? As Abram, he was the one that, oh, you said don't take anyone from my father's house? I'm going to take my nephew. Oh, okay, you said you're going to give me a son? I'm going to go ahead and um, listen to my wife and sleep with, you know, the servant. And so maybe God was like, in order for me to do something new in you, I have to clear this thing up. I got to change your mindset, and I also have to change something in you. So for Abram, it was, I have to make you Abraham. For Sarai, it was, I have to make you Sarah. Because whenever God does a thing, catch this, whenever God does a thing, whenever he decides he's getting ready to unlock and load something special and magnificent in your life, he has to do a new thing. He has to. So it's either he changes your perspective, he changes your mindset, he changes your posture. Oftentimes it's he changes your physical location. Because where he has you, he understands this pot is too small for me to plant this powerful tree here. It would be a disservice to you to be planted in this small pot. So he tells you instructions that will only support what he is planting for you. Please don't go ahead and try to have other seeds with you and now we got apple banana trees and it's confusing it's like wait a minute now the fruit is not coming out it it looks like abundance but it was never as intended you were supposed to have what God told you to have whatever God spoke into your life it's not a matter of okay how can I make this come to pass it's a matter of how obedient are you as you're listening to God and you're journeying through And you have to be steadfast. You got to get to a place that you're like, listen, I believe. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how it's going to come about. But God, if you said it, it's as good as gold. It's done. And so now at this point, I'm living out the weight. 
I'm not waiting in God just twiddling my fingers just no we're not humming and just in a rocking chair with it we are living out life and going oh that's why he said don't bring lot ah that's why he told me that I had to believe and look up at the stars and if and if I can count it and that because he was trying to get me to think bigger I was thinking too small I'm looking at my own physical body and I'm like hey my wife and I we can't have kids I don't really know if you checked my birth certificate last time but yeah we can't really do that and it was like if I could just change your mindset to try to get you to think bigger to see wider so that you can see the depth of what it is that I called in your life this whole thing will be a wrap there will be no naysayers there will be no one around you that can even try to get you to have some disbelief because you will be following not only my will but you will be following my peace because wherever God is, there is peace. Wherever there is complete obedience, there is peace. So if there's anything in your life that you are just like, I don't understand. I know I heard God, right? And you're sitting there trying to, well, maybe I didn't hear. Well, no, because I think I did. Look how many times God confirmed with Abram. No, 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 <laughs> no. Your servant is not going to be your heir. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that through the maid servant. No, absolutely no. You will have a son. Matter of fact, his name's going to be Isaac. It's like God is even confirming that in your life. No, 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 no. That, that business, it, that idea that I gave you, no, it's still there. And I want you to work on that. No, 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 no. That desire to be a mother, you will be a mother. No, no, no. That desire to go ahead and do whatever it is that God put in your heart, it will come to pass. But are you willing to walk out the journey as he told you and if you feel like you know what honestly I've been doing it my way for so long I forgot what God said from the beginning you know what cool because as we see in these scriptures um God is not he's not above repeating himself right especially if it's to get something to you that was supposed to be birthed through you he will go ahead and remind you, hey, this is what I said. So maybe you need to get back with the Holy Spirit and say, hey, can you remind me, because that's the Holy Spirit's role in your life, can you remind me of what it is that God told me to do so that I can walk this thing out with full obedience and I will be able to know without a shadow of a doubt that that's what God told me to do because the peace will be so clear, it will, it will be confirmation of, oh, yep. I can't move from here, right here, because I haven't felt peace like this since the last time that God said A, B, and C. I have not felt peace like this since the last time I tried to contort and make God's plan come to pass. I have not felt peace like this. That is your barometer too. Am I following God the way that I'm supposed to in this particular season in my life? It's not a matter of if God would do it, it's a matter of does God have your full obedience? Does I, we, we know he, he has your attention because you don't went off and tried to do it your way. But does he have your full obedience? And please get out of your own logic. Because as we if your life was a book, it would be a matter of man. If she just would have waited two more chapters, she would have seen why God said cut that man off. Don't speak to such and such no more. Nope, change your phone number because you're not listening. If he would have just waited three more chapters, he would have seen. That's why I said, nope, go ahead and celebrate such and such for getting that promotion because watch what God's about to give you. Go back and ask God 
where did I fumble the, the instructions? I want to pick it back up. I know that this entire thing was set up for me to win. What am I doing that's counteracting that? What am I doing that's counterproductive to what you said? Get back with him and really get that information because you can't afford to look fruitful and to not have peace. You cannot afford to kind of have God-ish kind of ways. Just that, that's not what he calls you to do. So you know what these conversations are. You know what these conversations are. They are thought-provoking conversations where you are to hang up and then go, man, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Because before I called you, as I say, I always pray to make sure that as I'm speaking, I may be the one speaking, but you hear God. So I am confident that he, he had that light bulb beep. Hey, that awakening moment, and all you have to do when you hang up is go back to him once this once this, this phone call disconnects and say, hey, you got my attention. What do I need to do? And I guarantee you the next couple of chapters of your book will be amazing. Bestseller. <laughs> I, I'll buy it. How much? How much? $99.99? Okay, cool. Put on, put on the debit card, you know? But as my good nanny says, all right. I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to go ahead and um see if I fumbled anything so I could be obedient too. Mm-hmm, but I'm going to call you back because we're going to talk about Abram some more because he's just outrageous. I just, fun read, but enough to make your deodorant expire. But I'm going to call you back, all right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> later. <laughs>